Rabbi Sai, I want you to open your Gemaras, and we're going to learn a Mishnah in Elam Mitzvah. And the Mishnah in Elam Mitzvah says that if you find the Mitzvah, if you find the lost object in a Kaisel Yashan, in an old wall, if you find it in an old wall, then the Allah is, you're allowed to keep it. Now, let's look at the Gemara over here. And the Gemara says that if it's Shavsiach, it has to be talking where it's very rusty. All right. I'm glad you listened to it. The Rebbe explained the Gemara so nicely to all the Talmudim. And the Rebbe then said, I want to tell you a nice, a true story that really never happened. And it's directly related to this Gemara that we just learned. Yes, Sammy? Rabbi, I don't want to call Rabbi a liar, but Rabbi said that it's a true story. And then Rabbi said it never happened. So which is it? Is it true or is it that it never happened? The Territ is, Sammy, it truly never happened. So that's what makes it a true story. It's true that it never happened. Here's the story. Once upon a time, there was a fellow who was a very rich man. Oh, a rich man like Usher? Oh, beautiful Avramo. Yes, like Usher. Maybe we'll make him Usher in the story. Is that all right? We don't have to say his real name. But Rabbi, I thought the story is truly not true. Uh, yeah, so we can make his name Usher because it doesn't matter, right? Here we go. So says Usher. Usher was a really rich man. I didn't mean says Usher. I meant so Usher was a really rich man. And Usher was a very busy man. He was always involved in business deals. He was running and coming and going, and he was super busy. Now, because he was so busy, he always would be going places and then somebody driving him. You mean like a, a chauffeur? Uh, Avramu, yeah, like a chauffeur. What? Yes, Sammy? How, how do you drive a chauffeur? I mean, a chauffeur goes, toot, toot. These are the sounds that a chauffeur makes. Something like that, right? You don't drive a chauffeur. No, no, no. Actually, the chauffeur is the driver. A chauffeur is a driver. That, that, how do they get anywhere? A chauffeur doesn't have hands. How do they have it doesn't have feet. How do you press the pedal? <laughs> you misunderstood. A chauffeur means a blowing tune, a horn you blow. A chauffeur is a person who drives a, usually a fancy car, lots of times, like a limousine with a funny hat. Anyway, so Usher only had a chauffeur. Now, Usher usually had a chauffeur, and wherever he went, he always had a chauffeur drive him. And when his chauffeur arrived, he said, we're here, sir. Well, Usher would say, if we're here, it must be good. And chauffeur, so good. Whatever, some lame joke like that. Okay, it wasn't funny. Just it was a joke. He made a joke. Well, one day, unfortunately... When Usher came out to make his busy trip to wherever he was going for his business deals, he came outside, he climbed into his chauffeur car, he closed the door. He wasn't sure why the chauffeur didn't open and close the door for him, but he had it. And he sat down and he said, please take me to, and he told the address, towards the driver of the car. And he sat in the car and the car did not budge. The car did not move. Usher, who was busy in his books and papers and things like that that he was doing for his business deals. And according to some gear shows in the story, he was actually on his cell phone. 
Usher picked up his head and looked to see why the car wasn't moving. And he noticed the reason the car wasn't moving is because nobody was in the driver's seat. Hey, where's my chauffeur? Usher said to himself. He stepped out of his car. He went back into his house. He picked up his phone. According to the gear said that he was on his cell phone, he just dialed on his cell phone. He dialed his chauffeur's phone number. Hello, you have reached the number of Usher's chauffeur. Unfortunately, I am unwell and unable to take your phone call. If you leave a message, I will try to get back to you when I feel better. Thank you. Beep. And Usher decided he's not going to bother to leave a message. What's the point? And he went back outside, but this time, instead of stopping by the car, he went farther to the curb. And he waited for a taxi to drive by. You see, Usher was always busy, and he couldn't drive himself. The truth is, Usher never even got a driver's license. Because when he was young, he was very rich, and he was driven around wherever he needed to go. And when he got older, he got very busy, and he was always driven around wherever he needed to go. And so Usher didn't even drive as he wanted to. Well, Usher waved down the first taxi that went down his block. Taxi, please take me to, and he said in an address. And the taxi driver looked over his shoulder and said, Iman, I am not a taxi. I am a taxi driver. Oh, I'm sorry, taxi driver. Please, taxi driver, take me to this address. You are welcome. I shall do it with great glee. And the taxi driver drove and drove Usher to that magnificent address, whatever it was. doesn't matter. It's not important for us. Now, while Usher was in the taxi and the taxi was driving, Usher was very busy with his pens and his papers and his phone and everything else. And he was going into his pocket and he was buying things and he was doing, I don't know what he was doing. He was busy going. It was busy. By the time he got to this location, which took about 10 minutes, Usher got out of the car, and he collected his receipts. He collected everything that fell out of his various pockets from just, some, just doing busy stuff in the car, I can't tell you. And he just, he just stuffed, stuffed everything back into his pockets. He paid the driver. He pulled out his money. He paid the driver. He said, thank you very much. And he gave the driver a $20 bill for a $10 trip. The driver was so ecstatic. He was so happy. He said, oh, yeah, man, anytime you need a ride, call me. I'll give you a ride. No problem. Here's my business card. He gave him his own personal business card. And Usher went into the house into the building, whatever it was, and he did whatever business he had to. The taxi driver, meanwhile, continued on his way. And he picked up and dropped off a number of other fares. A fare is a person who gets a ride in a taxi. It was the before Uber days, or maybe it wasn't, but he was a taxi. There's still taxis around today. And the taxi driver was driving around and dropping people off and picking people up and picking people up and dropping people off. And it was late in the afternoon. It was approximately 5 o'clock. The taxi driver was going off his shift at 5.30. He had been on for many hours of the day. And he got a call from his dispatcher. The dispatcher is the person who sends the taxis to the various addresses to tell them exactly where to go to pick somebody up. The dispatcher said, hey, car 86, are you there? Hey, this is car 86, the taxi driver said. I have a pickup for you from some uh, some place. I'll give you the address. Uh, it's 450 um, Elm, Elm Grove Avenue, Providence, Rhode Island, 02906. Uh, the, man, the man's name is, uh, oh, uh, I don't know if it's a man or not. I don't know, but it's uh, the last name you're looking for is, is Yudkowitz. 
Okay, Yudkowitz. And so the taxi driver arrives at 450 Elm Grove Avenue. He saw this beautiful, magnificent building that sat on the wall, the Yeshiva of Providence. And he looked and he saw there was one guy hanging out over there. And he rolled down his window and said, are you Yudkowitz? Uh, yeah, I am. All right. Uh, come on in. I'm your taxi. Where are we off to? And Yudkowitz gets in the car and tells him an address. And the taxi driver begins to drive to the address. Well, Yudkowitz is sitting in the car. It's a 15-minute drive wherever he was going. I'm not sure where he was going. Doesn't even matter for our story. Yes, Sammy? It does matter, kind of, because if he was going home, it doesn't really matter, Sammy. You'll see. You'll see. You just hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So Yudkowitz gets driving in the car, and he's sitting there and spacing out a little bit, looking out the window. He had a really busy day in school that day. Um, I don't even know if he went to school. He would just happen to be by that address. I don't even know if he went to the yeshiva. But all I do know is that this fellow Yudkowitz was sitting in the car and spacing out. And in the process of spacing out, he glanced down by his foot because he heard a crunkling, crinkling as he swept his foot along the carpet of the floor of the car. And when he looked down, he noticed that the crunkling, crinkling sound was of a bill a money bill, a bill of money. And so Yudkowitz bent over, and as the taxi pulled into the destination, he straightened up, and in his hand, he held a Benjamin Franklin. Do you know what a Benjamin Franklin is? Oh, I do. Yes, Sammy. He was this big inventor, and, and I think he invented the radio, and, you know, that was Marconi. No, macaroni is what I eat on Thursday night for supper. So Benjamin Franklin didn't invent the radio. He was actually a statesman, very involved in the uh, development of the United States. He was an inventor. That's true. Uh, Abramo, do you know what Benjamin Franklin is famous for? <laughs> yeah, he flew, he flew a kite in, a, in, a, in an electric show. Hey, Sammy, maybe that's an idea for your next uh, science project. Maybe you should fly a kite and, and attach, attach a key right by your hand in an electric storm. And Abramo, we're trying to be nice right now. Okay? Uh, okay, Abby. All right, so back to our story, though. So anyway, so he had a Benjamin Franklin in his hand. The Benjamin Franklin is a synonym. It's another way of saying a $100 bill. He had in his hand a $100 bill. Can you imagine bending over and finding a $100 bill under your feet? He picked up the $100 bill. What would you do? Yes, Yikusil? Uh, pr- probably, I-, I would probably give it to Tzedakah. That's, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And, and what would you do, Nasad? Probably I would put it quickly in my pocket and not say anything. Mm, interesting. That's an interesting idea. How, how about you? Yes, Avramo? I, I probably would assume it's counterfeit. I'd turn it over and like hold it to the, to, the, to the light to see if it was really real because probably just a $100 bill lying on the floor probably is like, like a counterfeit thing. It's like probably I once read a story. Uh, Avramo, I know what you're talking about, but, but hold on for that. Um, yes, Sammy? Ready. I would give it to the taxi driver. Why would you do that? Because it was his taxi. Hmm, interesting. Well, let's hear what, let's hear what he did. You'd quit, picked the tender bill, and he looked at it. And he looked at it this way, and he looked at it this way. And he said, wow, I can't believe I found the $100 bill. Now, the taxi driver, who had just stopped, saw Yudkowitz holding the $100 bill and thought that Yudkowitz was giving him the $100 bill to pay for the taxi. And boy, was he disappointed when Yudkowitz gave him a, ten, a $10 bill instead of 100 
taxi driver said. Well, anyway, Mr. Taxi Driver. Yes? I found this $100 bill in your taxi. Oh, <laughs> then it's mine, said Mr. Taxi Driver. I get to keep this money. And just as Mr. Taxi Driver is smiling, Yudkowitz says, no, you don't. I get to keep this money. And Taxi Driver says, I insist I get to keep this money. I know the halakos. Hey, are you Jewish, Mr. Taxi Driver? Yeah, of course I'm Jewish. Just because I talk with a funny accent and I wear a cap doesn't mean I'm Jewish. And then he took off his cap and his long pants fell down over his shoulders. I just don't like showing off my long pants. Hmm. There's my, it's my money. And just then the phone rang. What phone? The taxi driver's phone. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Mr. Taxi Driver. Yes. Oh, uh, my name's Usher. I got a ride from you this morning. Oh, yes, 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 Usher. I remember, I remember, yes. You did get a ride with me this morning. Well, um, I just realized I had a $100 bill. It was my son's allowance that I had I had put in my pocket. And um, I'm wondering if you found it in your taxi. I kind of dropped it in your taxi, a $100 bill. Um, uh, did, did, you, did you find it? And Mr. Taxi Driver said, honestly, uh, no, not really. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of assumed it was gone anyway. Um, all right. Um, somebody else found it. Somebody else found it. Oh, perfect. Can you please return it to me? I'm not sure. You're not sure? Uh, young man, you quit. That's your name? Yes. Um, the owner of the money is wants, wants his money back. <laughs> I'm not giving him his money back. Uh, what? How could you be so dis... dis uh, uh, I don't know what word. So not nice. Well, it's my money. I found it. Who said it's his? Maybe somebody else dropped it. I don't know if it's his. And so the Machlokas ensued. As they stood there, Yudkowitz in front of, I think, his house. The taxi driver stood there. And a few minutes later, Usher arrived, driven in a different taxi. And the three men, standing six feet apart from each other, so that they maintained social distancing, the three men standing six feet in, in part of, apart from each other so that they maintained social distancing were arguing. Usher said, it's my money. I want it back. Taxi driver said, it was found in my car. It's mine. And Yudkowitz said, ah, but I found it, so it's mine. And so the three men, each with their own agenda, picked up the phone and called their rub. And each rub said, good question. Come to me for a judgment for a basement. And together they went to the three Rabbanim who joined together in a room six feet apart. Uh, outside, actually. Maybe they met outside. I don't know. But in, an, in, a, in a regular environment, maybe they met in a regular basement. And they presented their story. And Usher said to the Rav, so you see, it's really my money. I dropped it. The taxi driver said to the Rav, you see, it's really my money because he found it in my taxi. And my taxi is like my chutzur, is like my courtyard. And everyone knows a person's courtyard is Kone, acquires it for him. And of course, Yudkowit said, actually, it's my money because I found it. And then Yudkowit showed us that he was the true yeshiva bakar. Yes, Sammy? He, he quoted our Gemara. Excellent, Sammy. Did you remember the taisis we did? Oh, right, the taisis, right? Right about a chutzur, right? I remember. Excellent, Sammy. Good, good. That's right, Yudkowit said. It's clear in the Gemara that when you find money, and it's a Mokam Shirabim, it's Suyan Shum, there's a lot of people there, like this case where there's a lot of people in and out of the taxi. 
then the first person who drops it can't even claim it's his. And for sure he was Miyayish on it because he thought he dropped it who knows where. And he knew he dropped it in fact, he certainly was Miyayish. And the fact that he was looking for it anyway, we learned in Marba Mitzia, we learned, we'll learn later out of it, Hashem, that just because you're looking for money someplace, that doesn't mean you're really not Miyayish. You really give up hope on it anyway. Oh, what about the guy's taxi driver's argument, the Ralph said, that you think, you think that it's yours because it's your clock there and something that's in your property belongs to you. Ah, that's only something when you know it's in your property and you're going to ex- expect to find it there. But if you had no clue it's there and you don't expect to find it there and you don't even know if you for sure will find it there, it doesn't make it automatically yours. And there's a lot of other reasons too that the Mepharshim say. And so I'm sorry that it's not yours because it's your property. Boy, Yudkowitz was really proud of himself. He was jumping up and down for joy until the Rav said the last thing to him. And the Rav said, but Mr. Yudkowitz, do you know what Chazal tell us? That you're supposed to do what is right and proper. There's an idea by Hashavat Aveda, since it wasn't really ever yours, there's a concept of hadin, of going above and beyond the letter of the law. And so in a case like this, where you pretty much know for sure that this money dropped from Usher, even though halachically maybe you can keep it, and it certainly doesn't belong to the taxi driver, maybe it's the right thing to give it back to him. We think maybe perhaps we have to think about it. We're not going to force you, but we think perhaps it's the right thing for you to give it back. Now, Yudkowitz heard their words, and he remembered learning in Elamitsia such a concept, and he was really disappointed because he was looking so much forward to using this money. He already had planned on what he was going to spend it on. He was going to buy himself a set of Mishnayas and a set of Kumish for $100 a pocket set so that next time he takes a taxi, he won't be bored. But he looked up at the Rabbanim and he said, I'm a Yid who does what's right. I'm a Yid who wants to do what's Yashar and Toiv in the eyes of Hashem. And so, okay, I'll give it back. And so he went to Usher and he handed in the $100 bill. And as the Rebbe finished the story, Sammy and some of his friends were cheering, Hooray for Yudkowit! Hooray! Others, like Avramo, were booing. Boo! Boo! Bad decision! I wouldn't have done that. And the Rebbe raised his hand for silence. And he said, but how could you say boo? Didn't Yudkowit follow, follow what the Rav suggested? Avramo had nothing to say. And Sammy looked at Avramo and said, you see? You see, this is where Midas Teves comes into play. As if he was giving Avramel a little musr that Avramel wasn't showing Midas Teves. And the Rebbe looked at Sammy and the Rebbe said, Midas Teves, Sammy? And Sammy turned a little bit red as he realized that he was showing some not nice Midas towards Avramel. And immediately he said to Avramel, Avramel, I'm so sorry. I apologize. And then the Rebbe said, Rabbi said, I just wanted to know, you know how I told you the story was really not true? Well, it was true, kind of. You see, because 
I was the boy in the taxi, Yudkut, a few days ago. And I'm the one who had to give the money back to Usher. His name wasn't Usher. And it wasn't exactly the same situation, but basically it was that I had to give him the money back. And I want to tell you something. Even though it was hard to do, I know that I made the man happy. And I'm happy that I followed the halacha. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises when a person goes out of his way to make somebody else happy, then Hashem goes out of his own way to make the person happy. Sammy heard these words and he ran over to Avramo. He said, Avramo, I want to go out of my way to make you happy. What would you like for me to make you happy? And Avramo said, I'd like you to give me a Benjamin Franklin. And so, with a big smile on his face, Sammy went to his social studies book. He took a scissors and he turned to page 75 and he cut out a big smiling face of Benjamin Franklin and he gave it to Avram. And that's our story for today. See you tomorrow. Have a great day.